The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we're going down under for our next story. An Australian father has sparked a global parenting debate after video surfaced of the 53-year-old choking his stepdaughter's alleged bully. So speaking on 60 Minutes Australia, Mark Bladden explained that his 15-year-old daughter, stepdaughter, had been bullied pushed and spat on over the course of six months. Mark said he felt powerless about what was happening to his daughter and described the day he confronted her about what was going on. Where is he? And uh, she said, is that, is that the skate park? And I said, right, that's it, I'm going to talk to him. And uh, she said, no, don't, you know, don't do anything about it. But I was adamant because it had just been going on for so long. And What did you think you were going to say to him? I knew straight away that I was going to, give him a good old-fashioned talking to. So I, I walked down there with, with purpose, with an aggressive kind of uh, demeanour, uh, spotted the group. Um, and the point you were wanting to make was what? I wanted to belittle him in front of his friends the, the same way as he always did with Kalani. So once you had you'd said all you wanted to say, yep. your intention was to leave, was yeah, it? Yeah, I was very, very close to leaving and then and then he smiled at me what are you doing what? Get off. Get off. Get off. and then he smiled at him mm. and he proceeded to pretty much hands around the throat yeah all caught on a cell phone video can i remind you again to turn your phone sideways when you're videoing something just so we get a wide angle. Um, you know what? This is one of the most honest uh, parents yep. I think I've ever encountered in one of these stories. He doesn't deny any uh -uh. of it. Uh, he said he went down there intentionally, as you just heard, to belittle this bully uh, that he snapped, he said, when he saw a smile on his face that... He's been, he was charged and found guilty. He's paid, uh, was it a thousand dollars? No conviction to go uh -huh. along with that, but he pled guilty to the assault charge. Uh, he said, My daughter didn't want me to do it. My, my wife didn't want me to do it. Um, but you know what? I get the impression that there's very little regret associated with it on his part, which I'm going to just say I'm actually okay with. He with? he says he says you know he's now a hero to his mates at the local pub. He says he regrets what he did, but doesn't believe in political correctness. He mm -hmm. says we live in a day of PC, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. When I was uh, when I was young, a lady was treated like a lady, and it should be the same now. It's not hard to have respect for someone. I'm a great believer in karma. You give respect, you get respect back. If I could go back in time, I wouldn't have been in that situation to start with. It was a stupid thing to. Do. Do. It was stupid, but asked if the bullying had stopped since he confronted the teen. He said, yes, it has. Right. So, and as I say, a very honest father. You know, I, I don't think he regrets going in there exactly. into his face and, and, you know, the finger, blah, 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 into his face. He admits that he snapped mm -hmm. when the kid just kept smiling at him, and that's when he put his hands on him. So I'm, I'm going to just say, and I, I'm not in the mind of this dad, but mm -hmm. I am a dad. I have four children, two of which are daughters. Um, I would say the same thing. If found guilty and it cost me $1,000 for choking out this 14-year-old, I would say, and, and 
honestly say, yeah, I regret that it got that far. But I'd be totally satisfied. I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I thousand bucks? Yeah. Okay. Who do I pay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. The bigger problem that I have with this, and I know that, you know, and text us 63630 or phone us 496-0063, and let's just talk about this for a second because I don't, I don't think it's right for me to sit here on this radio show and say that that was a good idea or to encourage others to do the same. But I'll be honest with you. I've done it. Um, <laughs> I've done it more than once. Laid hands on somebody else's child. And the frustration is um, that I'm parenting for some other parent because some other parent raised a bully and is doing nothing about it. Now, the only thing is maybe the other step here would have been to talk to the other parents, but, and I don't want to assume that they wouldn't have done anything about it. We don't know if that had happened, right? But it frustrates me. It frustrates me when you, you have to parent another, another parent's child. And, and it, yeah, he went too far and it wasn't right. And what I've done in the past wasn't right either. But I don't regret it, frankly. I, I don't regret it at all. Mr. Bladden said he was very close to leaving when the look on the boy's face face pushed him over the edge. The meter had gone past maximum side. That's when I snapped. Next thing I knew, my hands were around his neck. Asked what was going through his mind at that point. He said, job done. As we mentioned, pleaded guilty to the assault charge, sentenced to pay $1,000 with no conviction recorded. Kalani's mom says her husband did, quote, what I think any parent would do. Quote, looking back, what he did was not right, but his initial intention was to go down there and speak to him. Mm -hmm. Because somebody has to speak to him, right? Whether it be a parent, a teacher, uh, a, a, a sibling, somebody had to speak to that kid, and obviously nobody had. So, again, we don't know what transpired between all this bullying, which is not a single incident of bullying. No. Was, Six months yeah. of bullying. And as a dad, to see your child mm-hmm. crying in his or her room because he's being bullied. And, again, we don't know what steps were were taken to try and, you know, have some official chat. It's frustrating as a parent to see your child in that state and nobody doing anything about it. Uh, Dwayne's on the phone. Hey, Dwayne. Hey. No, there's a, you, you just hit the nail on the head. You see all of these people not doing a thing about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the you see teachers are afraid of parents. They're afraid of kids. There's no control. Parents got no control because yeah. Well, I'm gonna call the cops on you or something stupid like that. I tell you, if my kids never said that crap to me. Call an ambulance too. You're gonna need it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I've not been in this situation, but I'm just curious, as I'm assuming one dad to another. If the situation instead were that it was my son that was doing the bullying and I laid hands on him to get his attention, would it even be a story? No, I would have, if my son was the bully, I would have no qualms of kicking my son square in the ass and changing his mindset. Me too. You know, yep. and then, it, and then you know, then when he goes out, it is the illness isn't on me, and if he keeps doing it, I'm going to keep correcting him about it. Yeah, because these are children; they don't have the mental capacity to just change overnight. You know, like that's why we have to teach them. 
You'd so, figure that somebody intelligence would transfer a conception. But no, you got to teach these things everything. And if you're not on top of your game teaching them, you're the one at fault because you raised the bully. Well, sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm wondering if, if the bully, the student bully, is has been taught by the bully parents. I mean, if it's something that's in the family, is that a possibility that Maybe. you can have just jerk as jerks as parents that, you know, have, have done this as well and don't think twice about it? It could be a hundred things, right? It could be jerks as parents. It could be an over-domineering father, an over-domineering mm-hmm. mother. And, you know, it could be anything. It could be a brother yeah. beating the crap out of the kid. But yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing, you, you know, two. Here's the thing. Because... In this job as a talk show host, you, sh- you, you got to offer balance and be reasonable, and you got to be careful not to encourage bad behavior. But as a parent, I will tell you that my first step would be to talk to the other parents. Yeah. And if I if I got from that conversation, and I've had these conversations in the past, I, I the, what I the message I would get to them was whatever your problem is. Like you just said, could be anything. Don't care. I just don't want your problem to become my problem. So when your kid is acting like that towards my kid, it just became my problem. Uh So you take care of that problem or I'll take care of it. I've had these conversations. Me too. And then the police get involved and question the children. And it turns out that, you know, like not my son, the other kid's son, is lying their proverbial little tail off to cover his tracks and then the parents still don't take responsibility mm-hmm. yeah you know, like it's like we it is unbelievable people need to start taking responsibility for their actions and their children's actions instead of raising a instead of raising a whole society of participants and everybody gets a, win, a ribbon teach them that there's winners and losers and every action has a consequence. Yeah, and that's called discipline. And there's a difference between discipline and bullying. And I've got at least one tax saying, well, now that makes you the bully, doesn't it? No, there's a difference between getting your child's attention and disciplining them and bullying them. Bullying is more psychological anyways than physical oftentimes. But if my son or daughter's behavior is not acceptable to me as a parent, I'm going to get his attention and correct that. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, take responsibility for it. Yep. Dwayne, thanks for the phone call. Always great to hear from you out in Camrose. Derek's on the phone. Hey, Derek. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Same idea as the last caller. Uh, He pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, I remember back when I was was 10, if I did something wrong, my parents beat the Everlyn heck out of me, right? It was just the way that we were raised. And... Nowadays, you can't look at a kid the wrong direction or you're getting arrested or you're getting the police called on you. You can't. I, I drive near a high school almost every day, and every day the kids just hoodie up over top of their head. They walk right across the street. They could care less about the people driving down the road. It's it's just funny how kids act nowadays, and, and without being able to discipline them, you know, the, I really don't have any idea as to what we're supposed to be able to do. Yeah, we're all frustrated when it comes to this. And I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again really quickly. My oldest daughter's first ever cell phone was a gift for me to her on her birthday. So this is a long time ago. And she had she invited some friends over and they brought some friends who she didn't know to her mom's house down in Calgary. And there was no parental supervision. One of the kids stole her cell phone. So her very first cell phone that she had wanted, uh, some kid stole. The kid then used the cell phone to phone my house every few minutes for 
probably two days and <laughs> and screamed belligerent stuff at me and, and whatever. I don't care about that. But through my daughter and through my daughter's friends, I tracked down which kid had stolen the phone, got their parents' phone number and phoned them and did not get the reaction I was expecting. Their kid's a thief. Their kid's uh, <laughs> an ass. The kid's a bully. The kid's all these things. And the father told me, well, they won't listen to me. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Hands they up, won't listen up, to me. Yeah. To and, and I said back then, and this is a good 20 some years ago, so do you need me to do something? <laughs> you know, and the guy was, oh, you do what you got to do, right? And it's just like, what? How about being a parent? I don't know what you go get the phone from your kid, discipline them in however, whatever manner is acceptable in your household. But at the very least, wouldn't your attitude be, oh my God, I'm so sorry? I'm so, you One know, would think so. One you, you, would think, but yeah, but it wasn't that at all. That's exactly the problem, and and there's so many households nowadays. Both parents are working; nobody's around. Mm. And I mean, by the time the child, you know, gets to 12, 13 years old, they're doing whatever they want to do, yeah, and the parents don't ever see it. So it's it's extremely difficult. At the same token, too. Yeah, you know what? Though I grew up in a house like that. I was a latchkey kid. I came home. My parents were at work. I I I. Me and my brother were on our own for ages. We didn't turn out to be. Arses. No, and you know what? And again, because none- you know what, though, because I knew, because I had respect for my parents, sure. and I was worried of getting in trouble from them if I got caught doing anything. And, and listen, I don't judge. You know, let's let's not judge. As long as you raise good kids, you're. I don't care how you do it. Just do your best to raise good kids, right? But a lot of people, and this is what we wanted. We wanted this conversation, but people are saying, well, you know, you'd lay your hand on your own child and, you know, can't you just, uh, listen, I grew up in a household that got, that got straps, that Mm -hmm. got, you know, whatever, right? We didn't bully anybody. That wasn't, you know, that didn't cause us to go bully anybody. Toughened us up, I'll tell you that, but I'm not suggesting that's necessarily the right thing. But when it comes to my own disciplinary practices, I don't, and never have laid hands on my children in terms of slapping them, spanking them, but I've sure as hell got their attention. Mm -hmm. And I've certainly grabbed one or two kids, my own, by the scruff of the neck to get their attention if I thought it wasn't warranted. And I'm pretty proud of my four kids. I do it the way you do it, but man... Parent the way you want to. Just parent. Derek, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 319, we'll take a break here. Chris, your phone call and some of your texts coming up. Okay, talking bullying. We're talking about this fellow down in Australia whose uh, stepdaughter was bullied relentlessly and finally had enough of it, showed up at the uh, the school ground where the kid was, said he just was going to give him a good talking to, and as he was pointing his finger and talk, giving him the, the one-two, the kid just kept smiling, a mm. smuggy Smuggerson smile, and that's when he said something snapped, and his, his hands ended up around the kid's neck. neck. Anyway, he was charged with assault, paid the 1000 dollar fine. Lots of you applauding this dad for doing that. And we got on the topic of, you know, bullies and bullying and how to handle it it's and and how you've done it at your home. Uh, Chris and Dean on the phone. We'll start with Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, good afternoon. How you doing? Good, thanks. What's in your mind? Um, well, I'm, I'm again, of the same thought pattern as the, the father down in Australia. I would have done the exact same thing, to be honest with you. But you know, we've, we've been kind of dancing around an issue, and one of the issues that we have here is, is parenting. And how do people parent, and what do they believe is acceptable parenting, what do they not? What does the law believe is acceptable parenting? Mm-hmm. What does the law believe is not? And a lot of people, I, I think, you know, it's kind of like this politically correct generation where we're, we're trying to always play in that safe zone. 
and and as parents, you know, I guess that's your right to, to try and do what you want to, to do. I have very straightforward rules in my home of what is expected uh, behavior and what is not. And that goes not only for my kids, but for my kids' friends to visit my home. Um, but I wanted to kind of just put this out there to the parents that are a little bit more nervous or, or they, they don't feel as comfortable in towing a hard line with their with their children and such of like that, or even their children's friends. Um, I grew up with uh, some friends that, let's say, had some behavioral challenges and had some absentee parents. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that my parents ended up doing, actually, and then their parents ended up doing for them as well, is my parents, when I was 12 years old, enrolled me in the Air Cadet Program. And I'm not saying that the cadet program is there to raise your child for you, because it's not. And it's not there to put them in there and, and to, you know, enforce discipline, because that's not what it's there for either. But in all honesty, the things that they do, they do really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I learned in that was self-respect. I learned loyalty. I learned respect of others, respect of others' property. Mm-hmm. I learned initiative. I learned responsibility. And, and these are the things that we need to instill in our youth because our, our youth are going to be our future. And to be honest with you, they're going to be the ones looking after me when I'm in a nursing home. <laughs> and I want them to do a good job. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's important. And, and again, you know, I, I reach out to those parents that, that don't know what to do. And, you know, maybe they're the single parent that, that works all day long and, and they're not around their kids as much as they wish they could be. Or there's other extenuating circumstances. But there are other organizations. And, again, I stress these organizations don't cost anything for that child to belong to. And, and they're not then hanging out at the mall or, or you know, doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're, they're joining ranks with people who have um, pride and ambition and things like that. And in all honesty, it's human nature that if you're part of an organization, you want to be a part of it. So the thing is, you're not going to want to be the badass and stand out and always be kind of disappointing or or disciplined. You want to be a part of that. And so it becomes part of who you are when you're young enough. And it instills good traits. And then as an adult, you, you take those things that you learned as a youth and then you use those skills now in, in your work, in, uh, you know, raising your, your own children when they're older. I just think it's a great idea, but we probably don't give enough shout-outs to those organizations or even let people know that they're there. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Great phone that. call, Chris. And I would say as well that sports and enrolling, yeah. uh, particularly team sports, I, I would yeah. really recommend team sports because for many of the reasons that you just mentioned, working as a team, um, if you've got a good coach or great coaches, uh, they'll tell you that you represent the team every time you step on mm-hmm. the field. Um and you learn to work with kids your own age, and you learn also, um, as a team, you can compensate for ones uh, for somebody who's not quite as the you know as good a player as you are, or who doesn't have the same skill set, or somebody helps you because you don't have that skill set and teaches you. And the camaraderie lasts you a lifetime. I, I swear, everything that I know about working as a team has to do with getting on the field as a six-year-old in peewee football, I swear. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, one of the things further to that comment, though, is I know that there's a lot of families out there that are struggling to make ends meet. Yep. And sometimes maybe sports is not something that they can readily do. Uh, the nice thing about the cadet program is it's federally funded. So, again, it's not costing you anything to put your child into this program. Number two, if your child wants to make some money, if they go to summer camps, they get paid to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your child's sitting there saying, oh, Dad, I really want an Xbox, well, you want an Xbox? There's a summer camp coming up here. You know, let's be a part of that. They go there. They learn discipline, all those other things. They get a paycheck at the end. They come home. They buy their own Xbox. Hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. Seen some uh, some great kids through the cadets program over the past couple of years. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Thank you. All righty. We need to take a break here. Dean, hold the line. The uh, 330 News coming up.
The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.